Greetings, bro. Welcome to Connect for Men with your host, James Easterling. Bro hug. Let's get started. Remember the movie Officer and a Gentleman? It stars Louis Gossett Jr., who plays this really rough and tough drill sergeant who's working towards turning these boys into men that want to become fighter pilots. And then you have this recruit that bucks up against them that causes all kinds of trouble for Louis Gossett Jr. In comes Richard Gere. Well, all throughout their encounters with each other, Louis Gossett is trying to get him to quit because he does not want him in the program. Little does he know as to why Richard Gere's character continues to stick with it. So finally it comes to a point where Louis Gossett is ready to call it quits. And he has him on this deck where he's doing a certain type of calisthenic. And just before Louis Gossett Jr. tells him why I am just going to push you and kick you out of the program, he tells him that you lack character. And I often think of their relationship as a father-son relationship. And Richard Gere, just as Louis Gossett Jr. says, I want your D-O-R and I want you to quit now and starts to walk away from him, Richard Gere turns and yells back at Louis Gossett Jr. Sir, I got no place else to go. I got no place else to go from his gut. And then at that point, we start to understand a dynamic between the two. And as Louis Gossett Jr. plays that father figure, we start to understand Richard Gere's relationship with his father. Great, great, great story. Now, there's also a part two to that that I want to share with you, where you have Jack Nicholson, who plays, again, a really rough Marine who takes care of guarding the border from conflict in Cuba. Guantanamo Bay. Stay with me as we pause for a moment and come right back. Whoa, welcome back, bro. All right, let's take a moment, take a deep breath, and let's get ready to dive into today's topic. We're going to take a look at father figures. What is that all about? Do you have a father figure in mind? Did you grow up with a father? What kind of father was he? Well, we're going to take a look at some of the great characteristics of various father figures and how that can be applied to us as men, how we can get better in that area. Well, let me tell you a little bit about my dad. My dad was a really hard worker and he instilled that characteristic in me. No matter how he felt, what he may have had to do, he always took the time out to spend time with his family as well as making sure that he supported his family as well. Another great characteristic that my dad had 
is that he was a great listener. As I remember many a times when he would be so tired from working uh, throughout the day and getting in late at night and I would be so excited to see him and I'd want to share part of my day with him and he would take the time out to listen and that's a characteristic that I've adopted as an adult as well with my family listening and with my bro community as well. Well we're going to talk about three father figures from the Bible and I'm going to share with you a characteristic from each one. And then we're going to talk a little bit later on, well, how do I go about improving, identifying some of these father figure characteristics that may be in me, may not be in me? How do I improve upon what I do have in me? How do I grow, etc.? You probably are going to have quite a few questions as we talk through this episode. So the first dad that we're going to start with, or father figure, we're going to start with, we've got to go to the Bible. And we're going to talk about Adam, the first father figure on earth. Did you know that Adam's primary purpose that God gave him when he created him was to cultivate the land and answer to God for his actions. That was his sole purpose. Great father figure, Adam. Now, in Genesis 2.15, specifically it says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. So a primary characteristic as a man that we have built into us that goes generationally back to Adam is being able to cultivate whatever we take on as men and having a desire to improve things, to make things better. And Adam was a great example of that. However, we also know that Adam made a mistake which we are still working through to this day, that developed a curse from the mistake that he made. He was not perfect. So Adam got called on from God for his sinful disobedience while he was in the garden as far as being told what he could and could not eat from the Garden of Eden. And having given him a wife, he decided that he was going to be disobedient to God and because of his disobedience, as men, we have a curse, and that is to till the land, regardless of what the land may bring us. Mostly thistles, thorns, nothing. And some of you bros might be out there tilling your land and getting your hustle on, looking for that opportunity and for that break uh, to come about. But again, part of what Adam did for us as men is that curse of we will be tilling the land and that land will give us very little yield. Now let's move on to the next father figure. Who comes after Adam? Think about it for a moment. Abraham, 
Abraham is just an awesome father figure, a dynamic father figure, a dramatic father figure, a hardcore father figure. Abraham was tasked with a great, daunting, I don't want to have to do this ever, where God had him give a sacrifice. And that was part of the routine of what his uh, days were like, is giving a sacrificial sacrifice, and he would be given a lamb in order to do that, etc. But in this case, God made Abraham sacrifice his son. Now, can you imagine as a dad being told by God, hey, by the way, I have a task for you. During your normal sacrificial process, what I want you to sacrifice is your son, and I'm going to tell you how to do it and when. Would you have the strength to follow through with that, or would you go against God and say, no, I don't hear you. That's not for me. Well, let's take a look at Genesis 2, verse 15. What does that say? Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it. Oh, sorry, that is the wrong Bible verse. Uh, let's take a look at 22. I'm sorry. 22, verse 1 through 19. Now it came about that after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, he said, here I am. God said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Morah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, now can you imagine God tells you to sacrifice your son, you go to bed on that, you wake up on that, you start going through the process of preparing your son as a sacrificial sacrifice, and then you get three more days to think about it in the process. Now let's continue on from verse 5. Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And by the way, Isaac carried the wood. Once again, can you imagine your father telling you, well, we're going to get ready to go make the sacrifice. And by the way, I want you to carry the wood that's going to be used against you. Now let's continue on. Verse 6, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, 
my father? And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and wood, but where is the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Now can you imagine your son looking at you as a father after you would say something like that and what's going through his mind? So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told them, and Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Again, I cannot imagine what was going through Abraham's mind nor his son of, hey, Dad, why am I on top of this wood that I carried and being bound? What was that dialogue like? Abraham, verse 10, Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord came to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am, he said. Do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked and behold behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. Wow, that was intense. Great lesson there for a father figure, that whole being faithful, that whole part of obedience, obedience to death. And what could be more challenging than death to your own family, your own son or daughter. That's the ultimate sacrifice. Well, let's move on to the next father figure and grab another characteristic. Isaac. Well, that was the lad now who has grown up to become a man from his ordeal with Abraham. Now, part of what Isaac does that I think is a great characteristic to have is we all want to give our children an inheritance. And most of us listening right now, you probably think when you hear the word inheritance, what am I going to be getting? As in monetary, as in money, as in goods, as in an inheritance that's going to allow me to buy other things with money. Well, I'm not talking about money. I am talking about being able to give, as a father, a blessing. And a blessing has no monetary value behind it, but it does have a generational effect behind it for your children's children. So let's take a look at Isaac's blessing that he gives to his son, Jacob. And that's a whole other story 
too, because Isaac was tricked into thinking that Jacob was Isaac. And his name, Jacob, means trickster, but we're not going to get into that. Verse, sorry, Genesis 27, verse 28 and 29. This is the blessing that Isaac gives as an inheritance to his oldest, well, he thinks Esau, but it's Jacob, his oldest son. Now may God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and an abundance of grain and new wine. May people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master of your brothers and may your mother's son bow down to you. Cursed be those who curse you and blessed be those who bless you. Now that's Jacob's blessing. Well, whatever happens to Esau? Well, what does Esau get out of this? Well, let's find out. Let's go back to Genesis 27. And we'll go to verse 36. No, we'll go to verse 34. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. Bless me, even me also, my father. So Esau says, hey, you hooked up Jacob. What about me? What do you have for me? Let's read on, verse 35. And he said, your brother came deceitfully and has taken away your blessing. Oh, snap. Verse 38. Then he said, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me those two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. And he said, Have you not reserved the blessing for me, Dad? And this is Esau. But Isaac replied to Esau, Behold, I have made him your master, and all his relatives I have given to him as servants and with grain and new wine I have sustained him. Now, as for you then, what can I do, my son? He's asking him, well, what, what can I hook you up with, Esau? Esau said to his father, do you have only one blessing, my father? Are you tapped out? Is that it? Bless me, even me also, O oh my father. Seeing that again from what he said previously. So Esau lifted his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, now, can you imagine as a dad, you get tricked out of the initial blessing that you had for Esau, Jacob gets, and then your son comes to you and is begging you, give me a blessing. Give me that inheritance. What do you do? Well, let's find out. Behold, away from the fertility of the earth shall be your dwelling and away from the dew of the heaven from above. By your sword you shall live, and your brother you shall serve. 
but it shall come about when you become restless that you will break his yoke from your neck. Heavy, heavy, heavy. So Esau gets his blessing as well, which is an inheritance from his father. So as a father figure, do you have a blessing to give to your children, to each and every one of your children? Or do you only have one or do you have none to give? Well, we're going to talk about that a little later on. So for right now, let's take a pause for the cause and we'll come back in a moment to continue. Whoa, bro, that was heavy. And it kind of reminds me of when you're lifting weights with your bros and you decide to take on and rack and stack those weights and you have your bros there to spot you, you get stuck. And the next thing you know, you're screaming for bro, help a brother out. It's about ready to take me down. I can't lift it. And you got your bros there to lift it off. That's right. Spot time. Well, anyway, I'm starting to get off track here. Let's continue. The next father figure that we're going to talk about is Joseph. Now, we all probably at one time or another have heard of Joseph and Mary because they are the mother and father to who? Do you know? Well, that's right. Correct. Jesus. And this was a situation where Joseph is engaged to Mary and Mary comes up pregnant. And of course, he's got all kinds of thoughts going through his mind, just as you would, right, bro? You would be thinking, hey, I have not had any relationship yet. I'm looking forward to it. And now all of a sudden you're telling me that you are pregnant? Well, let, let's find out what really happens and how Joseph handles this situation. As a father figure, this is going to be a characteristic you want to have. Well, we're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 19 through 24. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, I'll repeat that, a righteous man, what does that look like? Well, we're going to find out in a moment, but I'm going to give you a little hint. A righteous man is someone who believes in honor, doing the right thing. So let's start out again. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, because again, he's finding out, hey, she's pregnant. What am I going to do? What will the people say? I got to get out of town. Or better yet, he may have other things going through his mind where I don't want any part of this. I need to back out. Continuing. Plan to send her away secretly as a way out. But... When he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of holy, the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, 
and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translations or translated means God with us. And Joseph, Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his dun, 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 wife. Now, isn't that amazing that you have a moment to stew on what just happened before it happened of what am I going to do because my fiance has come up pregnant? Do I stick this out? Do I flee? Do I run? Do I blow up? All kinds of emotions going through you. And then, lo and behold, you get a chance to sleep on that. And then while you're sleeping on that, an angel comes to you in your dreams and tells you, stop stressing it. God's got you covered, bro. And this is what you's going to do. And that's fabulous, right? Yes, it is, because we know how the story goes with Jesus. So that's a great father figure to think about what does it take to be a righteous man? Is that characteristic in me right now as a man? Is it something that I have to work on and develop? Because, again, the honorable thing for him to do was stick it out and stay with her. Because from that came a great blessing. But when everything was in front of him, he was like, no, I don't want any part of this. But he didn't know what the end story was going to be. And those angels helped him see clearly. Now, the next thing that we're going to discuss, let me tell you or share with you a story of an inheritance. And this particular inheritance goes to a famous golf player. This guy has just brought the golfing community and has blown it up exponentially and has put and involved so many people who have now gained interest in golf. Young, old, in the middle, the golf attendance has gone up. Do you know who this key golfer is? Tiger Woods. That's right. Well, I want to share with you an awesome letter that Earl Woods, his father, shares with him because Earl Woods wrote a book called Playing Through. And in that book, at the end, he shares a letter that he wrote for his son. And I'm going to share that with you. And it goes a little something like this. Dear Tiger, you are my little man. You are my treasure. God gave you to me to nurture and to grow and to develop. I always have had your interests first and foremost in my life. And it always will be. In fact, you mean more to me than life itself. I can remember when I taught you that it was okay to cry and that men can cry. 
It was not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength. That was the part of education and legacy that I wanted to leave with you. That sharing and caring for others is a way of life and is not to be taken lightly. I pass on all of my abilities to share and to care to you. I realize that you have an infinite higher capacity and capability to perpetuate this philosophy in our day's world. I trust that I have given you the guidance and love in which you can then execute this mission but God has that God has in mind for you. I don't know. I don't know what that mission may be. It's not my call. It is my job to prepare you. I trust that I have done the best job that I can that I can. I know you will get it. I'm sorry. I know you will give it your all and that you will be my little man forever. Love pop. Now you talk about after reading that that there would not be a dry eye in the place. And we talked about an inheritance. We talked about that being one of the father figure qualities. And specifically, we talked about Isaac, right? Isaac giving that spiritual blessing to Jacob and Esau and the impact that that has on their lives and for generations to come. And who does that? Earl Woods. For who? His son, Tiger Woods. And what does he do? He puts it into a book that will live on for generations. He shares that with his son. Now, that blessing gets passed on through the generations to come. Wow, that is amazing. I'm going to take a deep breath on that. Oh, wait a minute. We're out of time. And we've got one more father figure to discuss. Well, I guess this will have to be a to-be-continued part two situation. In the meantime, I'd love to hear your comments. You can reach me and hit me up on Twitter, at Connect4Men, one word, that's at Connect4Men, and leave your comments about this podcast, other podcasts that you've heard, or if you just want to give me a dap, an emoji dap, please do so, because I want to hear from you, my listening audience. Hmm, well, that's the end of our journey, so please join me for the next Connect for Men. Hey, bro, you want an opportunity to make a difference and to give back to this show, Connect for Men? Well, there are several ways that you can do that. Number one is that you can tap the donate button. That's right. Any amount you can donate and that will be greatly appreciated. Or you can tap the subscribe button and be a part and be notified each and every time a new episode drops. Or you can tap the share button. Share with your community of bros, right? It's all about sharing with your bros because that's caring. Caring is sharing. 
Another way that you can help out is you can rate this podcast. I want to know, is this podcast or has it been helpful for you? And you can also leave a review. Reviews are always important. Feedback from my listeners so that I know these are the type of shows that you want to hear, that you want me to continue to produce. And if you're listening on the Anchor app, a really cool way that you can give uh, feedback is through leave me a voice message. That's right. You can leave me a voice message and let me know in your own words what you think of the show. And who knows? I might even include your comment on the next show. Well, that's about that about does it as far as different ways that you can help with the Connect for Men podcast. And remember, it's all about you and I'm here to help you, bro. Have a great day on purpose. And remember, you're not the only one going through what you're going through.